All right, guys, we've got Adam from Simpro here today. We're going to be covering a bunch of stuff like the benefits of using Simpro over other job management systems and also just giving us a product tour. I'm really excited to be spending some time with you today, Adam. Thank you, Greg. Appreciate your time, mate. I know you're a busy man. Yeah, been bloody pumping at the moment. So, yeah, it's great to finally catch up. So, um, just run me over. What's your position at the moment? Like uh, at Simpro, what got you into uh, working at Simpro? I'm keen to hear more yeah so look I'm just in the I'm in the sales team based in Victoria and uh, how I came about to Simpro it's a bit of a funny story but uh, when I first got out of TAFE I started at this uh, an older asset management company it was software based again but it was pretty pretty primitive in terms of technology where it was all client based and you know, it was a database and service. There was a lot of configuration and stuff. So anyway, that's where I first spent my first eight years working in the support team, moving into project management. So going out onto site to configure the software and, you know, train everyone up on how to use it. So I was very, very used to that model of having to have a database on your premises and maintaining it. So you always have to have an IT guy and all of that kind of stuff. So, you know, that got a bit old and I wanted to experience something new and just started looking around and found Simpro and, you know, this whole cloud-based, you know, craziness, you know, it was just yeah. going crazy at the time. So yeah. I didn't know too much about it, but I remember when I, yes, yeah, so I looked at the, I started off as an actual trainer at Simpro. So that's how I first started. So I thought I'd give it a shot. And anyway, when I first started, Simpro was sort of ending their support for the on-premises installations and databases, because that's where they first started, but still was always web-based. But I remember just thinking, you know, coming from that old primitive solution that I had and Simpro now ending support, I was thinking, gosh, a lot of people are going to be really upset. But anyway, once I started getting out on site, seeing people, nobody ever looked back. It was cloud. That's where the future was. Yeah. You just go to a website, you log in, that's it. You're running everything from there. So it was a massive, massive breath of fresh air for me coming to a cloud-based environment that I was always a bit skeptical about, but my clients and you know the people I was dealing with loved it and never had an issue with it so it was really good introduction to cloud-based software yeah did you did you join when it was uh, version 10 is that around that that time so I joined in 2016 so yeah. I think it was a version 12 so it was a pretty big facelift from yeah. 10 to 11 or from 11 to 12 I only hear stories about it I never saw it so, yeah I was there at version 10 yeah okay <laughs> Yeah. Well, uh, you probably could tell me what it looked like, but uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure, I think, geez, I think even back when Simpro first started, it was like a spreadsheet and then just, you know, morphed from there. But anyway, it's gone through quite a few iterations, but it's looking pretty good nowadays. Yeah, no, totally. Really exciting. So tell us a little bit about um, what makes Simpro such a powerhouse of a, a job management system, do you feel? So I honestly think the different workflows that we cater for. So not only do we do not only do we do the simple service, you know, do and charge style works, but then we also step into the larger project management, where there's going to be a lot more complex, you know, estimation, progress claims, retention. So we cover off the bigger project management side, you know, all the way through to your recurring jobs being preventative maintenance style works. So there's quite a few workflows there and. I think we do all three of them really well. And, you know, the software has been around for over 20 years, so it's really been refined. So that's, that's where I think we stand out in terms of the workflow management and just how we implement the software within, 
you know, the different businesses, we've got that down to a pretty good team. Yeah, we definitely use it in uh, response electricians. We use every aspect of that. So for preventive maintenance, we've got our recurring uh, in, uh, jobs that come up every single year uh, or three monthly or six monthly or whatever the preventive uh, schedule's for. Um, and then also for bigger projects that we do, we've, we've got that ability to break up the project into different cost centers and progress claims and all of that sort of stuff. And for our small service jobs, it works really well as well. So. I've got a pretty soft spot for the asset management as well, because that, that was the background where I've worked and seeing Simpro and how quickly you can just adapt assets and change all your test regimes and the test readings down to the asset level and how it all translates to the app for the guys to use. I remember I was just pretty blown away at how quickly you can make a change in the head office and then, you know, just hit the save button, the guys that were refreshing the field and, you know, it was all updated and I just, that was unheard of where I worked previously. So I remember just seeing that going, wow, it was just so quick and dynamic. Yeah. It reminds me of uh, Mythic Quest, the new uh, Apple TV uh, series. It's actually, if anyone's not seen it yet, um, they, they develop a game and um, you see all of the back end. They've got this uh, Australian developer and there's this egotist sort of CEO guy and they're like creating this game, but they would, they would rush to get this like new patch out. And then I would release it and everyone's like raving about it or they're firing up about it. And yeah, it must be the sort of stuff that you're dealing with as well. <laughs> <laughs> Mythic quest. I'm going to write that down and check yeah, it out. Watch it, man. I think you'll love it. Eh? <laughs> like Silicon Valley is similar to that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sort of. Yeah. But it's really funny. So check it out. <laughs> Done. Cool. So, um, so in terms of like, what, how's it different to like other systems, Tradify, ServiceMate, you know, all the different systems that are out there, they all got the fantastic features. Um, how is Simpro different? Jeez, it's hard to really compare. I mean, look, some of the obvious things, I guess that would just pop out is, you know, we've got an app that works on the Apple or Android ecosystems. I mean, they're all browser based. It's just, I guess the user, experience that we have of just moving from one area to the next to the next it's quite seamless and it's quite yeah it's quite user-friendly so you know where you are at all times it's just got it's got the yeah i guess it's that workflow i remember just speaking to a lot of people or prospects that i see from time to time they've looked at other competitors and once i show them simpro they're like okay wow you know i've understood everywhere you've gone it's mm. having clicked around the million times it's pretty much just going from here to here to here and, you know, we can just complete the whole process from start to finish in, you know, a lot less clicks than what they're used to. Yeah. So I guess it's just that R&D of, you know, that user experience, making sure it's nice and easy, the, less, the least amount of clicks possible. And, you know, keeping on the one area within Simpro that gives you full access to all the information. So there's going to be, you know, the user experience is definitely a big thing that I always hear. Um, I guess the other add-ons that we have. So there's a lot of things like we've got this functionality called data feed, which is an add-on to Simpro, which can basically import stuff into Simpro for you. So for example, if you're dealing with a real estate agent and they're just sending you purchase orders to go do works here and there, we can grab that purchase order and create a job in Simpro automatically. Uh, same with your supplier invoices outside of the norm that we deal with, your MIDI's, L&H, Rexel, um, AWM and so forth, so we can get supplier invoices automatically imported. So there's a few, quite a few add-ons, uh, especially probably another big thing, I guess, this is something that always comes up with the smaller guys is our multi-company feature. 
So, you know, you've got your normal Sparky that will be just doing their business, but down the track as they grow, they might purchase another business. So now rather than having to get two Simpros through the one Simpro build, we can have different companies that they can run completely independently or share certain things between the companies through this one Simpro build. Cool. Yeah, I know of um, franchises and different uh, businesses that do similar, will use the multi-company for that. Um, I remember one of the big things that I loved uh, back when I was using Myob. Oh my God, it was so crap um, at the time. Because uh, you had to individually put in every single transaction line. Like you had to get your bank statement, print it out, and then manually enter every single transaction line. And, um, and that was really difficult. And especially when it came to creating an invoice for every single you know, invoice that was, you went to the wholesaler for, to do that manually just took so much time. It was like a full-time job just for someone to do that. And what Simpro did was have that automatic data feed for, um, this, is, this is like 10 years ago. Like it would import all of the uh, invoices directly into the system and then you could you know, assign them to the jobs and you'd have them in your stock as assets and stuff like that. So yeah, it was super cool. It's a good yeah, feature. Yeah, gotcha. Now, now you just press the one button and it's just batch process everything across for you. Yeah, now it's automatic. It just it does it on repeat for the time cycle that you request. We had to manually do it back then, but yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, love to learn more about, since we're talking about these automatic feeds and stuff, like um, what about Zapier? Like, have you got the integration set up with those guys yet? I'd love to be able to do a lot more automation around, you know, job completion, you know, sending an SMS or it might be, I know you got SMS as well, but sending it might be got, uh, feeding it into MailChimp or your email uh, marketing software. So how's the Zapier? Uh, first time I looked at it, it was, it was beta. So how's that coming along? So it's definitely coming along a bit more so. I've actually had a bit of a play with it just the other day. I was trying to link up Quotient or Quotient, whatever yep. you pronounce it. I'm looking at uh, linking that into Simpro. So it's, we've got a certain amount of fields in Simpro that we can publish that people can, you know, connect and do certain things. So for example, from Quotient, you know, a customer name, whatever you call that in Quotient, how does that create the customer name in Simpro? You know, you got either, is it a company? Is it a first name, last name? You've got the address. So there's all these little fields that we need to map. Yeah. And there was, when we were in a beta phase, there were a certain amount of fields that we could publish and that, list of fields is getting bigger and bigger. So that's the next step I've done is, uh, I think the, so I didn't get too far with Quotient because there was something about the site name. So I'm waiting for our next level to get a bit, yeah, we need to publish that next level of uh, amount of fields. So I'm waiting for that. Unfortunately, COVID's just changed everything in terms of our timelines. Uh, but what I did do was I set up something that was kind of cool. Um, as I come across different prospects, everyone's using spreadsheets to manage everything. And I remember one person that I came across, they wanted to always have this master spreadsheet of everything. So they could just very quickly send that to whoever they were dealing with or whatever they wanted. So what I did was I set up Simpro. Every time we create a brand new job, we can then export certain fields and then populate this Google sheet with all of those fields. And then you can actually go ahead and update that Google sheet to say, okay, well, once the job's completed, then we can, you know, put more information in that existing same line in the spreadsheet to just update it all. Now, I know we're trying to get away from spreadsheets, but that's one example of the Zappy integration that's currently working. But uh, that's as far as I've gotten so far. 
I'm trying right. to do a bit of a contact us page as well. So on everyone's website, they've got a contact us page. A, you know, a prospective person will fill it in and then we want to automatically create a lead in Simpro from that. So that's the next thing I'm working on. Cool. So we're almost there. There's a few things missing, but um, we're almost there. Yeah, so we teach a lot about how to utilize Asana for um, task management in, you know, in the academy. And um, I'll be looking at, like, I haven't looked at it, to be honest, for maybe nine months or 12 months. So I'll be looking at, can we automate that directly from quote or invoice straight into our job, uh, sorry, our Asana project, where we can have a follow-up, um, especially if it's a quote creation, quote created, and then we've got a follow-up project for ensuring that we do efficient follow-ups um, rather than just having to go to the list every time. So yeah, that'll be exciting if we've opened up more fields and, and we can, we can trigger it from like when the job goes from pending to progress to completion. It's, it's pretty cool. Have you played with Zapier yet? Have you logged in? And yeah, Zapier I can, but I don't know what triggers from Simpro. So that's, that was be the biggest thing. It's actually, it's actually quite dynamic. Once I was creating these triggers, you've got quite a bit of flexibility in how you can actually you know, trigger something to occur. I don't know specifically for that uh, example you're talking about there, but I remember just creating certain things and it just, there's a big, big amount of customization you can create. And, and yeah, but look, I'll definitely keep you in the loop with, uh, in terms of when we publish the next set of fields, because that's going to really open up what we can do. But for now, I'm not 100% sure with yeah, cool. you know, that trigger for jobs and quotes yeah. for these stages and things and statuses. Awesome. Cool. Hey, do you want to jump into a, a video overview so people that are watching can get an understanding of what Simpro looks like and we can cover off a bunch of the features and all that sort of stuff as well when we're doing it? Yeah, cool. Give me one sec. I'll just share the correct screen because I've a bad habit of sharing the wrong screen. Can you see that? Yeah, I can. All right, perfect. All right, so for anyone that hasn't seen Simpro, so I've logged into the system. This is giving us a real quick service dashboard to show us what's in today's schedule. So we can see here, we've got Jonathan Barrett, one job's in his name. There's myself, a job uh, scheduled to myself. So on the map, we can see exactly the pins which represent the site location and the color of the pin also represents the status of the, the job or the quote that's scheduled to your staff. So yellow in this term means it's scheduled, but that'll change color depending on when the guys are on site, they can indicate or I'm starting to travel or I'm finished the job. So that'll change the status color appropriately. Uh, so what will happen as well is, I don't know if we've got some actual activity today, we don't, but what will happen is once the guys interact with the job to say I'm traveling, I'm on site or I'm finished, we'll put a GPS pin with their picture on the map to show exactly where they were in relation, excuse me, in relation to where the site actually is. So there's a quite a few dashboards, but if you want to just get straight into, we'll get straight into just a real quick demo. But if you want to create a quote in Simpro, they can do this from the mobile app, but from within the office, just go to the left on the override quotes. Let's create ourselves a quick service quote. All right, from here, we'll suck in all of your customers from your financial package, whether it's QuickBooks Online, Zero, or Mild Account Right, and just look for a customer. So I'll just pick Edge Build. Next, we can see straight away, okay, well, this customer's got 90 days invoices overdue. So this is where you can have that nice discussion straight away to let them know, hey, we've got these invoices overdue. Let me send you a statement. Uh, continuing on, we'll select our site. So I'll just pick 60 Treetop Terrace. Give it a quote name. We'll just say new PowerPoint. Right, from here, I just can go straight to the bottom in my description. I'll drop in one of my nice little scripts 
So this script is basically going to be a template of dear customer name. Thank you for the opportunity to quote on the following items for this address. Here are your standard inclusions, any exclusions, and any notes. So a really handy script. You can just predefine a nice template. I can now modify this template on the fly if I need to change it for this quote. Otherwise, I'll leave it as is. I'm happy with that. All right, let's go to the next screen. All right, so this will take us into the quote where I can start putting all of my billable material and labor. So I've got my catalogs all imported into Simpro and I've also got what we call pre-builds. So if you've got your PowerPoints that you want to quote up and that PowerPoint will come in, come with X amount of cable and X amount of labor, then we can create that as a pre-build. So I can now jump into my pre-build catalog, just jump into my area. Now, just moved everything around, but I'll just do a search. So for the academy guys watching, this is where you build out your shopping list pricing system, uh, which is our concept at, at the academy. Um, and you're able to put all of your, you know, different types of uh, shopping list items into here, into groups. And then from the group, we lay it out like we teach in the academy to maximize your profit. That's it. So now if I open up that, uh, pre-build itself, I can jump in to see exactly all the line items that make up the, the actual uh, power, the double GPO itself. So whether it's going to be the face plate, it's going to be the, uh, the bracket behind X amount of cable. And then yep. over in the details, we can put in how many labor minutes or hours. Yep. Is contained. So just going back to the, the build guys. Um, so that extracts your actual prices from your wholesaler. So you don't have to get your prices from your wholesaler. It's actually built in when you download the catalog into Simpro um, and then you can actually build your shopping list items uh, using your exact prices from the wholesaler. So there's no guesswork. You can actually get it ex exactly right. That's it. So we know exactly how much profit we should make as an estimate. So let's close that off. That's what we call pre-builds from here. I'll come in now and say, okay, we're looking at 15 PowerPoints. Okay, I can do a search as well. So I can just look for my cat six points. If I had any. I'm always doing a search in the wrong space, but either way. So you can really just customize it all. I'm pretty sure you, there's a few uh, there's a few guys out there that actually sell these packs as well. I'm not too sure if you if you push anyone, Greg. No, no I, I recommend people build their own just because their team, their environment, their situation, everything's different. And that's why if you take the time to build your own and sit there and think about each item and how long it's going to take you and your team to do, then you can get a very accurate price. If you're using a price book, I really feel like you're, you're putting it up to someone else to make, you know, it might, it might give you the baseline products, but I really feel if you just put in the work, create it as you need it, then it's created for you personally, um, optimized for you forever. Like you don't have to build it again. So that's why I recommend building your own. Yep. Cool. Well, they're pretty easy to do. So once you get the hang of it, it might take you longer the first time, but once you build it, throw it onto the quotation. Now I've got my billable materials at the bottom here. We've got my labor component. So you can choose to have your labor included in those line items at the top, or you can split out your labor if you want to separate anything else. Like if you've got apprentice labor or A grade or different types, you can just come in here and just populate that. So I'll say it's going to be eight hours of apprentice labor. All right, so from here, once we're finished putting all the billables in. Just wait there, to... just wait in that one. I just want to talk about, uh, this is a question that comes up in the academy a lot. It's like, how do you get rid of the labor line in your invoice? 
because a lot of the guys will go and submit and go to send their um, the invoice as materials with prices. And then if you've still got that labor line in there, it will come up and you can't get rid of it even if you've got zero dollars. So what you do is you go over to the options tab on the right there and you can remove it. That's it. And then that way you've just got your shopping list items or your pre-builds at the top um, for you guys to send a nicely looking invoice without any labor on it. All right, cool. Thanks. No, nah, no problems. Uh, so we've had a big FAQs that we get all the time. <laughs> <laughs> the other, there's actually a pretty big update. I don't know how well you've played with the form builder. So you can actually present the quotation using a Microsoft Word equivalent built in now. So you can design it however you want. Have you had a bit of a play with that? No, I haven't yet. All right, check this out. So I've created a pretty fancy template. So it took me a few hours to do, but this is what you could attain. And that's, this is just because I spent a lot of time, I was just finessing it and I'm just doing it for the whole sales team at Simpro to use. But this will just give you an example of, I've got my front page. Okay, so I've got a proposal scope, got all the main details on the front page. Does that import the details? Yep. Cool. So contents and summary page, some basic uh, project specs. So all the insert fields. So basically what we're looking at here is I've created a template I've got these insert fields to say, okay, we'll put today's date in, who's the customer name, who's the PM, my number, what's the project name if it has one. So that's just populating all the info here. Then we've got the master description about the project. So this is, can be you know, as simple as you want or as detailed as you want. I'm putting into a pretty detailed one. All right, little spiel about who you are. So if you want to put a company profile in, then we've got a breakup now. So this is a uh, pretty cool because we can actually pull across pictures that's against your catalog item. So here I've got my single GPO, uh, but otherwise any pictures that I put in, if you put some really nice photos, like, you know, with an actual, so there won't be white spaces, then it can look pretty schmick. And mm. uh, I've just got a pricing summary. So this is going to be really, looks really nice if you've got multiple cost centers, if you're doing a real big projects quotation, or if you're doing multiple rooms or, you know, multiple units on a block, then you can have unit one, the, you know, all the different lighting power data components if you wanted to break it up that way. And then we've got this acceptance page as well, which we can now have this online acceptance that customers can uh, pretty much sign online, which will come back through and then just your T's and C's. Awesome. So they can sign that online. Yep. So this one here I've got enabled. So this, uh, yeah, your customer can sign it off online, type in an order number. That'll then send, change the status of the, the quotation in Simpro. So if I just get out of here, we'll save and finish, view my quotes. So here's my new quote at the top. So if I email this to you and you've accepted it, then it'll change to a green color saying that the uh, quote's been accepted online and that happens automatically, which you can then have email sent to someone letting you know, hey, this quote's been accepted online. And you can convert that into a job and start ordering materials and go from there. So guys, this is a, this is really important for you guys who you need to make sure you get your terms and conditions uh, set out so that you're protecting yourself. Um, make sure you go and check out the credit uh, modules that we've got in the Academy. And then we can make sure that your clients just quickly sign that. And then it locks them in to make sure that they have to pay you um, even before the suppliers, if you've got the right uh, form set up. So let us know if you want more info on that. 
That's really it. cool, man. I love that. That's looking good. I'm going to be onto that for sure. Yeah. And there's a few other things, but once we convert that quote into a job, there's a few other things that you can do is, you know, when you send off a deposit invoice, once that deposit's paid, then we can change the status again to say deposits now paid. And then you can start doing, you know, the next part of the project management of ordering the materials and things. So you can put all these checks and balances in place to make sure you're doing certain things before you move to the next step to make sure things don't slip through the cracks or you're ordering something and then that, you know, it fails. So there's a lot of things you can set up in the background for these triggers to automatically let you know. Yeah, it'd be cool if you could, once the deposit's paid, it automatically triggers an email to the wholesaler to purchase a certain amount of materials for the job. Yeah, that's, that'd be, good. be hard. Yeah, that's the Zapier test for you. There you go. <laughs> and this is the other thing, just... Uh, something that catches me out sometimes when I'm using these pre-builds. If you haven't used the pre-builds properly, it'll put negative profits and things. So make sure you set it up correctly to get your correct profit and loss. Yep. Can we just uh, play around on this screen for a second? So um, with these open quotes, guys, you could spend a lot of time, especially when you're following up. Um, if you've had to jump into every single job to see what it's all about, so can we just go to modified table view and show them how to add descriptions and how to add estimated and actual hours on that as well. So show descriptions on the right. Yep. And so then also estimated and actual hours. So this is where you see, we're always talking about, um, there's estimated hours and actual is lower, I think. So actual will come across when we get into jobs. So oh, that's right. Yeah, that's correct. Yep. So, so with this, it shows you how many hours you've allowed for. Um, and when we get to the you know, job phase, when you've got jobs in progress or impending or even completed, you can quickly look at the estimated or billable time over actual time and see if you need to customize the quote, ask for a variation, follow up on your staff because they didn't get the job done soon, like soon quick enough. Um, so it's really good, powerful visibility into you know, if you've got, if you've had a win or not effectively. And the powerful thing about that estimated over actual hours and billable over actual is when you're putting in your shop on this pricing uh, invoice and your guys have finished the job, before you send it, you can look to see if your billable hours is over actual. And if it is, you've won. If it isn't, you've lost. So if it's under, you're discounting your hourly rate. If it's over, you're getting more in your hourly rate. So it's, it's a great tool for you to quickly visually see if you've won on that invoice or not. That's it. So yes. that is probably a big thing that a lot of people don't really know about and don't like to mess with things. But yeah, jump into that modified table view and turn on the columns that's going to be giving you that information and you know, hitting you in the face. Estimate versus actual is always great to just see. I mean, by all means, you know, once you jump into a job, you can always see your project overview to see what the estimate and actuals are. But, you know, just having that information right here, right now, it's just handy to you know, make those decisions really quickly. Yeah. Cool. What else do you want to say? Um, what about some of the latest features? Like this, some like you showed us the quote form. Awesome. Like that's what I want to see more of that stuff. What's some of the biggest uh, changes in the latest version of Simpro that's just come out that uh, people like who might just be busy using it haven't actually learnt about? All right. One of the biggest things that I love showing off is our BI reporting. So again, it's not brand new, but a lot of people overlook this or don't know about it. So what you can do is now we've got a third party reporting tool, which 
bolts onto Simpro. So what you can do now is jump into this BI reporting. Within BI reporting, I've gone ahead and created a whole bunch of different reports that I wanna see. So for example, I've got a master quote dashboard that I've created. And against that quote dashboard, I've got these individual boxes you can see here, which will represent a report in itself. So now I've got multiple reports, all relevant to sales and quotes here. So now I can come in to see, okay, well, how did I go last month? We can see straight away, I've got 62 quotes created this month versus last month it was 54, so I'm up 14%. What's my estimated quote net margin? Am I up or down compared to last month? Looks like I'm massively down. So something's, you know, we're not doing very well or whatever the issue is. Got a little pipeline of all my quotes to see all of my quotes, what's converted, what's been lost. Uh, basically, I can see all my quotes broken down by its status. Uh, I've got another one which is pretty handy here. This is something that someone asked me on the fly. It was just a prospect some time ago. Was seeing all of your estimated labor. So if you imagine you're creating all your quotes in Simpro, you're putting your estimated labor, which is coming from those you know, shopping lists that we're talking about. Um, we can then also put in a bit of a probability forecast to say, yep, I think I'm you know 80% going to win this quote. And then what you can do as well is put a bit of a due date to say, well, when do you think you'll win it? So now what I'm seeing on this graph here is basically taking across all of the estimated labor and putting it into a bit of a timeline. So I can say, okay, well, for July, 2020, we've got a total of 2,800 know, man hours that we could be winning. So this gives you that foresight to uh, start planning ahead if need be. Amazing. Uh, then I'll, let me get out of this one. I've got a, another dashboard, which is, a bit more work I've put into it myself. So it's my jobs dashboard. So this is where we've, I've actually included a date picker on the fly so I can say, okay, show me for the past 30 days, how do we go? This is gonna give us my project total. So I've got $55 million of works in projects. Uh, then I've got my service job total, how many jobs we're creating per month. Uh, if you've got your admin staff creating jobs, who's creating the most jobs in the system. And now I've got some, I've got another little graph here showing the jobs that come through from the quotations, all of those estimated hours, again, is getting tallied up here based on the due date of your job. So this is now giving you that information. Okay, well, for October 2020, I've got X amount of hours and so forth. And then another one that I really, really liked, uh, was quite surprised I could set this up, is taking if you've got a bigger team where you've got a whole bunch of project managers working, each project manager will have uh, jobs allocated to themselves. Now, each of those jobs will have an estimated gross, pro, uh, gross margin that we will have recorded in Simpro. So then what we can do is once the projects are completed, we can take the actual gross margin and we can overlay that now per project manager and we can then put a goal line so we can basically see, well, who's the better project manager who's delivering uh, you know, the higher, higher um, profitable jobs? Yeah. So we, at the moment, we use uh, tags to, uh, we tag the month that the jobs are done because we do lots of little jobs. And so we'll tag the technician and the um, month that it is so that we can run an efficiency report at the end so we can see how many hour, ac estimated hours over actual hours that the staff did and what's their percentage um, efficiency, for, including travel, including all of their downtime throughout the day over the entire month. So is that fairly easy to set up on this dashboard as well? I believe so. I mean, there is a report already in Simpro to give you that info. Is that 
what you're referring to? Yeah, we already do that report. Yeah, that's the report we run. The just so I can understand, you talk about the labour productivity report. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think so. There's, I don't think we can get that detailed in the in the BI reporting where we can put in, you know, those percentages of, you know, the estimated. Well, potentially, I, I'm look. I won't say no because there's a lot of things that I thought maybe you know, wasn't possible, but then it was. I'll let you know. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll dive into it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That's um, cool. Another report that's really handy. This they just made this in the standard Simpro is a job completion report. So what we can do now is, I don't know if you've seen this one. So if I just say for last month, so if you want to be more aware of how long it's taking you guys to complete jobs, if that's like a, a bit of a trigger, or not a trigger, but a bit of a, you know, want to get some feedback based on that. We've got this completed jobs report. So now this is going to overlay all of last month's jobs. We can see exactly how many days it's taken from job creation to someone getting on site versus from on site to completion then you know from creation to completion so it's giving you all these bit of these metrics here so if you need to if you ever get penalized or need to just uh, gauge all of that stuff then we've got a report to give you that info oh, of course you do everyone needs that so like to be able to you know track your how how well your team is scheduling jobs you know to have that um your admin team we've got to be able to have some kpis that are this is a great dashboard to be able to, you know, have some KPIs for your admin team to get job schedule in sooner. But it's also a good indication of whether or not you need another uh, staff member to scale up and support the team. If your clients are waiting two weeks to get a job done um, because of your busyness, then we've got a problem. There's an opportunity as well. Not, not just a problem, there's an opportunity to grow. Um, and so this report would be a great one to show you whether or not you're ready to grow. One yeah, of the indicators. Yeah. Uh, look, I could keep on going all day, but look, big ticket items uh, for upgrades to Simpro uh, are going to be the uh, the report builder, that form builder. Uh, there's a few new reports. Uh, this is something if you if you do a lot of asset maintenance, then we've got we've got an add-on to Simpro called Maintenance Planner, and with Maintenance Planner that allows you to if you guys are maintaining multiple assets on the one site and those assets need to be maintained with different service levels. So if you've got 30 assets on the one site, 10 need to be maintained monthly. The other 10 need to be maintained six monthly and then the remaining 10 need to be maintained annually. Then we've got this maintenance planner add on where you can really easily put those service levels into those assets. And that'll then give you a nice report to show you what assets are due next month. So then what you could do is you could run a report like this, which is going to give you a really nice, uh, forecast to show you all well, based on these asset test regimes that you have if you put how many hours per asset is required we can now add all that up to show you okay well for april or for this month or that month you've got x amount of hours now you know due for all the asset testing so this is really handy to make sure you've got the manpower available yeah or, or, or to um customize your uh start planning for it you know like if you need to do some of those April ones early, you know, then do it, do it one month early and spread the load. So it's like 600, 600, 600, rather than 400, 800, 600. That's it. Look, we all yeah. know, you know, HVAC and, you know, all the guys doing the maintenance on those kinds, you know, of air conditioners and things. We know obviously the busy periods in summer, but now we can actually see numbers to represent that. Yeah. Um, 
I've got one that people might not know about is the price discrepancy report for wholesalers. Love this one. Yeah. So I love showing this every single time I'm dealing with the prospects. We're talking about, <laughs> yeah, we're talking about, give me a second. We go last month. I definitely have a few for last month, but yeah, we're talking about, you know, all the different guys that are walking into different branches where they may not know about your special pricing. So they get charged, whatever. And they've, now got to manually pick this up. So because we're now importing your price list into Simpro with your actual buy prices, as soon as you pay a cent more than you should, you shouldn't, uh, sorry, yeah, as soon as you pay more than you shouldn't, then we can now visualize that in this report here. Yeah. So you just export this report and send it to your manager and then they will go and make all the credits. That's it. Yeah. And then don't send the ones where you're up. No, that's <laughs> those ones you just update the price, which yeah. is pretty cool because you can update the price directly from here. So if you get a better price, you can now make that your new buy price. The new best price. Um, <laughs> what about cross-referencing between multiple wholesalers to find best price and a project? So say if you have 50 items on a project um, and you go to three wholesalers and you're able to put all three of those in and get the best prices from each. Uh, yeah, so I'll just quickly convert this into a job, the quote we're working on earlier. So forget about the margins on that one. This is just my pre-builds are not set up correctly. But from here, if I raise a purchase order for all the stock that we need, so all those GPOs and Cat6 data points, this is now, I've created, I've clicked on a button to basically create a purchase order to, uh, to order everything. Now, I've always, I've had to pick something that's hasn't got multiple wholesalers, but just give me one sec. I'll just add my good old favorite 2025WE. I'm just going to add this randomly on. All right. So what will happen now is we can see here because I've added something on uh, a line item. So this double GPO, we can purchase it from multiple wholesalers. So what's happening now is it's saying, well, if we purchase it from CNW, we're paying a higher price. So this, this little pop-up comes up here saying, hey, just be just letting you know, you could save $500 if we apply the cheaper supplier. So if I hit that apply button, it'll change CNW to Actrol in this case. So this just shows my, yeah, lack of a nice demo database. But you see what I mean? It's just changed it to the cheaper supplier, which now we've saved $500 off that. Yep. Is that what you're referring to? Yeah. And so what you need to do here, guys, is just go to your wholesaler, um, go to, sorry, several wholesalers that you can integrate this with. Um, go take your best prices to each and just ask for, can you, here's a, maybe your top 200 products, or your top 500 products or whatever it is. And just say, can you give me your best price on these? And then what you do, uh, ask them to lock it in with that wholesaler and then you can import those prices. And then it's actually, Simpro is going to do the hard work for you. You know, it's going to work out if, if you've got a better price somewhere else. Um, and then you can talk to your favorite wholesaler and say, hey, look, this company is giving me it for this price. Do you guys want it or not? Otherwise, I'll go with them. So it's a great way to keep a good relationship with your current wholesaler as well. Well, that's it. And speaking about that, you know, there's quite a few reports on showing you, you know, how many items you're purchasing and the prices you're paying. So you can run these pretty cool uh, reports to show, you know, where you can screw down the supplier even more. Uh, I think it's our, always get this mixed up. 
it's either the item sold report. So there's a way you can run this to show, okay, well, this is now the top item I'm purchasing. So I've bought it 3,600 times. So I think this is, this is one report, but I think there's another one that shows a little bit nicer, but there's definitely, you know, once you're using the system and you're purchasing things, you know, quite frequently, you can uh, bring that up in a report to, you know, really show how much you've been spending with the supplier to try and get a better price and just a better relationship. Um, also, it's, if you want to use this one, guys, for bulk buying, so if you look here and go, oh, I, I bought this much this month, the month before I bought the same amount, the month before I bought the same amount over like small purchases, you can go to them and say, hey, can I buy 3,600 meters of cable? The trend is that you're spending, you're buying that much every month anyway. So can I have a discount if I buy that much of this cable? Um, and then you can pretty much get all of that pre-ordered um, and just distribute it into your vans and make sure that you use it throughout the month. Cool. I think, yeah, supplier purchases, that's the one, sorry. So yep, over in suppliers, date range. Okay, well, how do we do you know, year to date? Oops, I'll just do the whole thing. Yeah, there we go. Okay, yep, so that's even a better one. All right, what else, what else do you wanna see? Cool, um, so I just wanna quickly show the guys uh, the rank customer rank. So in the incubator guys, anyone that's in incubator, the Academy uh, or peak performance program, um, we will cover off the customer love project, which is how to really get the most out of your customers that you, you uh, are spending money with you and how to really maximize their experience with your company. So this customer rank shows you who spent the most with you that month, that quarter uh, over a custom period or over the financial year. And then you might want to think about rewarding these customers with a percentage uh, give back scheme. So maybe it's 1%, you know, and we just work out what's that 1% worth. How can we give that back to the customer, make them feel really special? Um, whether it's taking them out, going to, uh, you know, giving, dropping off some nice wine, uh, chocolates, whatever it's worth. And I think this is a great report for that. You can actually export this list, put it into Asana, uh, just the way we show you how to do that customer love project. I said internally, it's known as the Christmas hamper report. Yeah, at the end of financial year, yeah, at, at Christmas time, <laughs> end of <laughs> real year. Yeah. Sweet. Um, just any others that you think, man? Like, I'm I'm happy to learn if you've got any other things. There's been some great stuff. I'm going to be sending this video straight to my ops manager for sure. Uh, let me have a quick look. We've covered the main ones that I would normally go through. Look, obviously, these your P&L reports. So it's pretty, pretty standard. But I guess something else that uh, was another little update that was dropped in was the ability to have. If now, if you're doing a lot of you know bigger projects and there's a lot of materials that you're going to have to order in the future, we do have an assigned. Is it? I keep unassigned stock report. So what you can do, what we're basically doing here is I can do a search for, let me just, uh, just doesn't matter. There's a whole bunch of filters here, but basically what I'm doing is I'm searching for all of my jobs that are upcoming. So we've got this unassigned stock. So as soon as we put like a double GPO pre-build onto a quote, convert that into a job, then those items, so the GPO, the bracket, the cable, all of that's 
a unassigned stock item. So it's just saying, okay, well, this report can now run that for all the jobs that you haven't completed yet. We haven't ran, you haven't ordered the materials or assigned the stock yet. So now I can run this report to say, well, what's coming up? Show me all the materials that we're gonna have to order. And from here, I can go straight to the bottom and select the items and create a purchase order directly from here. So I'm creating, you know, the one purchase order for the multiple materials that we may need. So Simpro will create multiple purchase orders, one per supplier for all the materials that you need. So this could be handy for just, you know, really planning ahead and just getting that one big order to get the materials in for your bulk pricing and saving on you know, whatever other prices. Yeah. Yeah, really cool. Awesome. Um, so I guess it would be great to just pop over to um, jobs and invoice jobs. I just want to show people a quick way to go through and scan to see if your staff didn't perform well on a job. So let's have a look at here. So these are invoice jobs. Now a quick way is just to scan through. Now, these have been invoiced. So let's look at that top one. Um, so that's, you know, Alba Apartments. They build for 30 minutes, but it, the staff were on site for two hours. So they're working at a quarter of the hourly rate there. So if you're a, if you're a hundred bucks an hour, you work for 25 bucks an hour on that job. Um, so just a great way to scan through and see your labor efficient or your labor efficiency um, quickly. Uh, the, the quick tip there is just to have a look at estimated. It needs to be over actual. If it's not, I'd be asking questions. What were you doing? Why does it take two hours when you could only bill for half an hour? You know, so it's a quick way for us to quickly identify is our staff screwing us around? Are we not invoicing enough? Are we not having a conversation with the client and doing variations on site? Like what is the problem? Um, and so this is a great way post job to do it. But what you should be doing before you send the invoice is just, should we jump into one, Adam? Just any job? Uh, sorry, jump into the job itself? Yep. Yep. And just going to schedule and seeing here at the top right hand side there that actual is two hours and estimated is only 0.5. So I wouldn't send that yet. Don't wait till you've sent it and now you're like, oh crap, now we've lost on that job. Let's find out what Alan was doing. You know, Alan Fiddler is probably fiddling. You know, too, too much time fiddling, not enough time working, Adam, uh, Alan. <laughs> and then, um, and so you know, we can talk to him and say, hey, what happened on that job? Oh, I forgot to put that. I installed like two PowerPoints. Oh, thanks for letting us know, you know, and then you can put it in, send it, customer knows about it, but they just didn't put that in their job notes. So we can fix the problem before it's a problem. Um, and we can identify these, you know, we can really identify um, any problems with staff performance. Maybe it's our pricing's wrong. You know, if we've got, if we're using our shipping list items, um, maybe our pricing's totally out and our staff can't achieve the, the, the minutes that you've accounted for. Um, but even if they were falling short, they should be communicating that with a client or at least you to say, I can't get it done in the time. But this is a great way they don't have to. You can actually spot it. You can pick it up. That's it. I was just, whilst you were just talking earlier, I was just thinking that I've actually done this before in the report builder where I've basically taken this exact sort of list here and I've done the deduction of the figure up or down look at this list to make sure yeah cool yeah so it gives you a total overview and then it's like there's a discrepancy there where we're under for some reason 
what's happening. And then you, it's a little alert for you to go and check it out. That's it. So now that's definitely some good pointers there for the guys. Cool. Um, and just um, any, any other things that you feel are, are powerful tools? I think maybe in settings, you can set up some notifications to automatically send your clients. Yeah, look, a big thing that I have come across as well is these statuses that you're looking at. It's all of these colors on the left-hand side. So if I go to my progress job list, so, you know, once you guys create a job, once you schedule the guys, the guys in the field or yourselves, who's going to be selecting the status to say, hey, is the job complete? If not, then what is it? So is it waiting customer, waiting parts? Is it, you know, is a follow-up required? Is it a quote required? So you can customize all of these statuses now and those statuses will appear on the app that the guys can select. So what you can do now is you can create like a really funky status and that status can alert you based on an email if something needs to be followed up. So, you know, what you can do is set up those notifications in the back end to trigger an email when the guys select something specific in the field. So you get notified straight away in the office to then action that you know, specific thing or you can create your saved searches. This is something that uh, a lot of people don't really know about is once you log into Simpro, you know, you can get the admin staff to just literally go up to this saved search ribbon at the top here. They can then click on one of these saved searches. So completed jobs ready for invoicing. That'll then just bring up all the jobs that have the new completed status. And that's sitting here waiting to be invoiced. Or I can just bring up, you know, for my follow-up required jobs. So here are my four jobs I need to follow up. So now I'm going into the job to read the technician's work notes on the right-hand side, which you can filter straight away by these work notes. Here we go. Completed all initial works, need to do this. So that's another couple of little things that you can use to just really help just, you know, identify the bottleneck and just make sure you're getting these things invoiced and followed up just in, yeah. uh, as soon as possible. A couple, couple more things that I noticed just then. If you go back into the job, this is a really handy tip for people. Um, just when we get our staff to write, or even using Simpro scripts, the ability to do scripts and then to share them with that copy to job notes, little button on the top right hand corner, and that just goes into description. Yep. Yeah, we just post that straight into description. And then that way, when your staff are trained to write the job notes like you, now I wouldn't stand for you know, average shitty job notes. We wanna make sure that we're we're putting the time it took us for that item. We're putting the, you know, the, the amount that they're going to charge, you know, these sort of things. If you're using shopping list pricing system, your staff are in power there. They, they've got a lot of control. Um, if it's something that they're, you know, managing. So we can just import that straight into there, just like that, fix up, you know, the notes that you, you want and then send it off. It's really, really quick. Um, just another thing was, when you're talking about saving and bookmarking your search, which is really cool. I didn't know about that. Um, if you go up to settings, uh, sorry, the help, the shortcuts, the keyboard shortcuts. Oh, I don't yes. really know about the shortcuts. So the ability to just print this out and stick it on your screen, it's going to save you so much time just to jump between pending jobs, pending quotes, completed jobs when you're ready for invoicing and stuff like that. So it's a really powerful way to speed up your workflow. Yeah, yeah, geez, I haven't used them for a while, but definitely I remember Simpro was giving out some some uh, merchandise at the events that we go to, Nika or wherever it was, 
they had these little books and on the back of the book they had the shortcuts and everyone was saying, yeah, the shortcuts are really handy. Yeah. Cool. Um, apart from that, I think we've done a pretty good overview. Um, there's probably the last thing is like setting up your notifications. If you just want to go up to the settings tab, let's just show people it might be like, how do you do that? Yeah, um, cool. I'll setting up yeah. I'll show you what I've actually, I've got to just do it in my normal company. All right. So notifications. So I guess something that's pretty handy is if you add on SMS to Simpro, then what we can do is we can send out an SMS when your technician's on the way. So again, this is all based on the status change. So when your guys are using the app, they hit the start trouble button. So what we can do here in the background is say, okay, we've got this uh, notification, it's job driven. What we're gonna do is we're gonna send the recipient, the site contact as the recipient, we're gonna either send them a SMS or an email when the status changes to traveling. Uh, and here's the SMS or email. So for example, I've just got, you know, dear contact name, your technician is now on the way to this address. Please ensure to provide access as required. So we can have that automatically sent out. Um, another one that a lot of people don't really set up is just like a booking confirmation. So when you create a job and you schedule the job, so if you've spoken to the customer, agreed with the date and time, then once you schedule the job based on that date and time, I can have an email sent out of Simpro automatically saying, dear customer name, thanks for your time on the phone. Here's the recent booking. Here's the technician that'll come out on this date and time. You know, please ensure you're at home. If you're not home, call us. Or, you know, if you want to change the booking time, give us a call beforehand just to prevent that, you know, whole waste of time of going out there when a simple email like this or an SMS, which, you know, everyone is doing now and everyone responds to SMS more so. So, little a couple of little things there to help just get that communication happening so yeah we're not wasting time going out when the customer didn't yeah couldn't yeah couldn't commit to that time yeah love it yeah, especially the amount of times you go out and you might have even let them know the day before and then they forget on the day it's like we told you yesterday they were coming out and they're still not there so you know you might want to send one out the day before and then two hours before so it's like oh Oh, I totally forgot about that. But lucky they sent me one two hours before. Now I'm ready. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's it. I'm thankful for all the SMSs I get from, you know, my dentist appointments because I bloody forget about it. So yeah, people do just get busy now. eh? Yeah, that's it. But everything's now on your phone. So as in, you know, everyone's doing everything on their phone. So just that little simple reminder could help a long way. Yeah. So, um, what are some of the challenges that people have in terms of coming from maybe a different platform, a job management system over? And is it a hard process? Like a lot of people feel like it's going to be a big, hard process. How do you feel about that? Uh, the biggest thing I come across is if someone's been using a system for quite some time. So if someone started off with ServiceMate, look, great product, what they do, but you know, people grow out of it. So now they want to move across to a bigger, better system. So they come to us, there's a lot of data in their old package and they want to get that data into Simpro. So, you know, all the existing jobs, all the photos against the job, existing invoices, purchase orders, stock. So there's a lot of things that, you know, these different packages, how they represent the data is going to be in their system. You know, how we represent our data in our system. It's not just plug and play. We can't just grab this and put it into Simpro. So that's one of the biggest uh, challenges definitely is take, taking existing data and trying to bring that into Simpro. So 
what I tell people is, look, we can import jobs and certain things in Simpro, but it's going to be very high level information. So we can't bring in all the granular detail. So people have to make that judgment call of, okay, well, you know, do I keep using the old system with the lowest license just for, you know, warranty purposes or historical, or do I spend some money and get somebody to, you know, manually export the data or just manually copy and paste it into the new system. And luckily there are a couple of services that I've actually engaged with a couple of guys that have um, you know, moved across to Simpro. So they've engaged overseas uh, yeah, personnel to basically just copy and paste the data and it's a pretty cheap rate, but that's one way of doing it. Um, those are pretty much the biggest challenges, really. Most people are happy to draw a line in the sand and, you know, run out old things in their old system and anything new comes into Simpro. Now that's the next, you know, platform for the next lifetime. Yeah. No, awesome, man. Now, I really appreciate your time and, and all of the, you know, the, the walkthrough and, the, and having a good chat, man. It's been really cool. Yeah, anytime. More than happy to, yeah, show off Simpro. Cool. Um, if anyone's got any questions around Simpro that we haven't answered or you want some tips or you have some tips that we haven't talked about, uh, let's post them below this video and let's get talking about it. And I really appreciate your time, man. No, thank you. Appreciate your time as well and having a chance to speak to your guys. Yeah, too easy. Have a good one. I'll see you later. All right. Take care. See you, man. Hey, it's Greg from the Electrician Success Academy. Did you know that the Academy Mastermind has hundreds of self-paced video training to help you understand how to start, scale, and automate your electrical business? This information is going to help you succeed faster and with less mistakes. If you want a 30-minute free business strategy session, head over to the link in the show notes and get your free session today.